suplex of Vicar. Right, it's it's Liverpool's the Crapsons uh, joining us it's on no, this. Oh, you got it wrong already. Have I? <laughs> oh, Tom, Tom, Tom. What have I done? Birkenhead. Ah, Birkenhead. 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 Like Paul Should we start this again, boys? <laughs> what balls they call us? Yeah. 
Midlife Punk Podcast Episode 81. Fraternal greetings on this International Workers' Day. And he looks like he's about to seize the means of production. It's nihilism. Already seized him, mate. Completed it. Fucking nice. Nice, nice, nice. How are we doing? Okay. Yeah, not bad, not bad. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Uh, had a couple of gigs in a row playing. Oh, a mini tour. Yes, a mini tour. Um, and fucking, you know, Mama Liz is in Stamford and Scary Clown and all that. Mm-hmm. Fucking believe the hype. Nice. When's yeah. their next do? I don't know when their next one is, but there is one with Scene Killers, Mark Murphy and the Meds and Shackleford. But uh, yeah, fucking awesome venue. Great sound, best live sound I've ever had, I think. Uh, and lots of tinnies and bags of Space Raiders and that, so that's good, isn't it? it well, yeah. Sold on the Space Raiders. Yeah, so <coughs> I fucking believe the hype. Uh, random record um, on this uh, International Workers' Day uh, was against me with reinventing Axl Rose. Uh, what song do you think I went for, Comrade um, Nihilism? Oh, now, this is a difficult one, because you're not going to go for the most obvious. Or are you? I don't know what the most obvious is. Well, Think about what day it is. Think about what day it is. I'm thinking about what day it is, and it could... Fuck it, I'm going to go with the opener. Fancy going to make you strong. No, I didn't. I went for Baby, I'm an Anarchist for all the spineless liberals out there. And the email submission wasn't an email submission. It was a... (gasps) physical submission thrust into my sweaty hands by one of the bands last night uh, that was the fucking glorious doing uh, the joys of triviality oh was they it a tape up. was it a tape a tape no it was a compact disc uh, new but they played that uh, they're older than us older than me <laughs> uh, they played last night and they were good they were good marvellous uh, a little bit of correspondence to go through first. It's been a while, so we've got double bubble. So, I think following last week's episode regarding uh, the question to Leo from the Overjoyed about chips on pizza, oh. Swervy John has been in touch. And he says, my mate, Gorton, invented chips on pizza. He used to get a margarita and a portion of chips, and he'd pour the chips onto the pizza and eat it. Years later, a shop had it on the menu. They called it the London Pizza. Citation needed. Yeah. It's not one of his better anecdotes, is it? A lot less poop and, and drinking and general heartlessness. Yeah, and also then the next message he sent me said, his son is kicking off about my swearing on the show. Sweary Tom, so sorry to Gino there. For the benefit of the tape, I am a gog. I know, I know. Takes one to know one. bit more correspondence uh, from a uh, comrade from the 4th International in, in Holland. It's Duco van der Veen, 
Commissar Van der Veen, I think we should refer to him too uh, now. And he, in a quite threatening manner, says, uh, if you lot don't use my questions on the podcast, I will stay nasty on Facebook. So he hasn't submitted any questions, so we've got at least a week of him being nasty to us on Facebook. That's not very nice, is it? That's Duco. Got a fucking song choice for you, old son. I should think so. Yeah. Uh, Again, it's another band from last night. It's the Mefs. That's M-E-F-F-S. And the song's called You'll See. Get your laughing gear around this. We'll be back after a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I'm in charge of my own destiny. you'll see by the meths uh, why would you want to get your mouth around that that's just weird it's just a turn of phrase yeah your laughing gear is your mouth I know what your laughing gear is but you just I don't fucking know leave me alone never I'm going over again
So, yeah, the meths blew me away last night. Literally. Well, no. No. That, that was all the tinnies that did that. Yeah, I saw the photos. They looked good. Looked like a good time. It was a good time. And they was a good band as well. So, yeah, we have sent, as we always do, our intrepid roving reporter, Mark Williamson, uh, across the globe. Um, and this week, we sent him to discover punk rock for you in Kuala Lumpur. So let's see how we got on there. Malaysia. Oh, hi there. Yeah, it's me, Mark. I'm just having a leisurely stroll through one of the many parks in Kuala Lumpur. I just came back from a visit to the top of the Petronas Twin Towers. Absolutely fantastic view over the city. I have to admit, though, I do have a wee fear of heights, but I felt safe knowing that terrorists probably won't fly a fucking plane into the tower, especially in a country that's not into false wars and that. Anyway, last night I went to see a local pop-punk band called One Buck Short. I didn't think they were very good, so I went across the road to see another band, an older band, called Carburetor Dung. So here is Carburetor Dung for your listening pleasure with the song Don't Know. I hope you enjoy it. Selma Tingle, shitsticks.
Wow. So he went to two gigs in Kuala Lumpur and publicly burned his bridges with uh, one book short there. Maybe they're chewing gum enthusiasts or something. Yeah, shit. Carburetta shit. Wow. What a name for your band, that. Niall. Yes, mate. Today's guests, what's going down? I've heard they're a bit crap, son. Well, you know, I, I, I think they're bloody nice lads and uh, like a bit of whimsy, don't they? Oh, I love a bit of whimsy. Whimsy on a Sunday. So um, let's go in with a crap son's track now. Niall, if you could perform a wrestling move on a person of the cloth, what would you do? And That's... which per- and which person of the cloth? I haven't read this email thread, so I have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm just um, gonna it, you, you don't, don't need to. You just need to answer the I'm question. I'm going to give you an honest answer. I would suplex a vicar. Oh, well, the Crapsons are going to clothesline a nun, so let's listen to that. Tom, 
Birkenhead is a town in the metropolitan borough of Wirral, Merseyside, England. Historically, until 1974 in Cheshire, it is on the Wirral Peninsula along the south bank of the River Mersey opposite the city of Liverpool. At the 2011 census, it had a population of 88,818. Right, so not from Liverpool, from Paul O'Grady's turf, Birkenhead. That's yes, one. that's the one. Yeah, yeah, which is probably quite a good claim to fame to have. Um, yeah, it's not bad. There's a few. There's a few famous people from 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 um, from the world. He's probably you know, it's him and Pete Burns and Jet yeah. from Gladiator. Is it Jet? No, Jet is the uh, no, no, Jet is the fit one. Hunter, warrior, 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 warrior. Yeah. I remember warrior. They all, they warrior, all bit... he, he, the one that's been in prison a lot. Oh, yeah. right, okay. <laughs> they all look quite similar. <laughs> yeah. but I thought it would be Wolf, to be honest, but there you go. Oh, in prison, oh, I mean. He was the baddie, wasn't he? The, the, the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that took a nostalgic turn straight away. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> straight, straight to gladiators. I am going to keep saying... The Crapsons, and it's not the Crapsons, is it? It's just Crapsons. Just Crapsons, yeah. Even though we are named after a song by Called Apart by Horses called The Crapsons, but we thought there's lots of bands with the in the name, and we just decided to drop it to be. But I say different, it's not really different. There's lots of bands that have the in the name, but but people still call us <laughs> yeah. the Crapsons. Like yeah. it happens. So yeah, yeah. It's like my, my name's Mike Marky. People call me Mark. Like all the time, <laughs> and I just, I just, I just answer to it now. Mark, um, Mikey, yeah, but yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, and that, yeah, just like yeah, whatever. I've been called where, I've been called where things. So we have got uh, Mike Markey, uh, and we've also got Andy, who I believe Andy, you play the drums, don't you? I do. And Mike, you are guitar singing, uh, bass, bass, and singer, and we've also got the. Uh, We've got Pete, who's, who's, who's new to the band. He's guitarist and backing vocals, yes. But he's, he's not uh, he's not lucky enough to come here. Oh, well. We've we'll, we'll got a few more gigs time. to go yet before he's podcast worthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andy, as, as a drummer myself, just I've got a break with tradition. Okay. A major choice in in my in me choosing drums as an instrument mm. to play uh, was that you get to have a fucking sit down. Um, yeah. But... but when you play, you remove that element, don't you? And you you stand up. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It was pretty much uh, just something to do, really. It just we wanted to. Uh, it was. I don't really know really what the reasons are, but kind of the idea really for the band was. Uh, he hasn't got a stool. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I think the first pra- the first practice we did actually, I did have a stool, and then by the second practice. Uh, Marky dislocated his knee, so I had to use my stool. So I had to stand up. Do you know what? That's actually that's actually a true story. Yeah. So I I, I sat down, and he just like, oh, I'll stand up then, and you know, and the, the rest, rest is history. history yeah. The rest never is history. Sat yeah. Down again. Never sat down again ever. I dislocated I, I, my knee singing karaoke in an in an old man's pub. You're not going to believe this, but I've done the exact same thing before. <laughs> By singing on, on karaoke in the pub. Yeah. Doing doing Barbie Girl and um, someone jumped on my back while I was... yeah yeah I think it's the exact same although it wasn't Barbie Girl I think it was ah uh... oh, you know I can't even remember <laughs> but, the, but the song didn't sound like that after I fell on the floor 
the song was cut short anyway. <laughs> that's weird. That is wow. Yeah, yeah, the exact same. Nice. I'd, like oh, yeah, I'd like to hear the stats on that. But yeah, it's <laughs> me and you, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so dislocated knees and and standing up drumming notwithstanding. When and how did the band come into being? Theoretically, yeah. when we were... So we're both 33 now, theoretically, when we were 14. <laughs> but we wow. didn't start it until we were 27. Because, <laughs> you know, things happen. Um, you don't want to go in too books. quickly, do you? But, yeah, you want to take yeah. your time. <laughs> it yeah. takes time. You know. Yeah, a lot of our songs pretty much... Uh, well, a lot of our friendship, really, is just us two making up daft little songs and daft little rhymes and stuff like that. And we finally put it into a, put it into a band. But it must have been, uh, well, probably about three years before we did actually start Crapsons. We were, we were in the pub and we said, oh, it would be good to start a, a band and call it The Crapsons, because at the time, I still are heavily into Pulled Apart by Horses. So we tweeted them and said, if we start a band called The Crapsons, uh, do we have your blessing? And they and they got back and said, "Yeah, please do. Honestly, you should do it." And they were they were encouraging it. We're like, right, that's it. We're going to do it. And then so we had to do it. Like, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but three years later, we then decided to practice. <laughs> so we actually started this band. We thought yeah. I I didn't I didn't play bass. I was I was I was a guitarist by trade, as they as they say. Um, but I I decided just to get a bass and just go really distorted with it and. Uh, that's how that happened, yeah. Because we just wanted to, to do something just a little bit different to what we've done. We've been in bands in the past, but it's always been like serious, like you know. We've been just, in our indie bands, haven't we? <laughs> not so much indie, just like like generic rock, if you get me. But like I've always I've always been into punk music for for as long as I can remember. You're heavily into into into, into that style as well, but um, it it made sense just to to, to be in a punk band rather than something that we, we weren't enjoying. Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and. Uh, I'm personally a big fan of uh, a bit of whimsy in a band, a bit of uh, silliness. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, you, you definitely appealed to me. Um, the first song that we played before the interview started was Clothesline and Nun. Clothesline um, by a Nun, yeah. Clothesline by a Nun, yeah. So <laughs> tell us about it. You, you had me there straight away. It's my story, that one, as well. So I... I so we both work in a hospital, but we work in, in different hospitals. And mm-hmm. um, I, on the first floor, there's a chapel. So you, you see a lot of like, like reverends and fathers and whatever. Rabbis. Kind of coming, and co- coming and going, going to do like last rites and all that stuff. And we've got a chapel for people to go to. I was, I was, I've been downstairs to go and get some toast, I think. Because that's how busy I am in work <laughs> in the NHS. Uh, and I, I I was walking back up the stairs one one day, and this is fucking God's honest truth. Uh, there was a a nun in the full outfit, both hands on both banisters, obviously to keep herself. She was about ninety years old, and she's coming down, but she but like at at, at speed, and I'm 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 like, like swoes right to like the left hand side, and she just come past me, didn't see me, just carried on going, and just like smacked me right right with her end. Right with the forearm, and then apologise, and I was like, <laughs> I, I, I dropped my toast and everything. So I got back. To, I got back to the office, and at the time we were on a, a little, uh, a little group with 
was it Salt the Snail that we were about to do a gig with? We were just yeah. like, oh, we were organising the gig. And I said, fucking hell, I've just been clotheslined by a nun. <laughs> Somebody else said, you've got to make that a song. And yeah, there you go. Fucking excellent. That's, the, that's literally, it's literally the story, yeah. You can't make that shit up. Yeah. Um, we're, we're big wrestling fans as well. I'm not, I mean, I know you'd had Danny from Crash Mats on. Yeah, yeah. And you've talked about wrestling quite a lot. I mean, I mean, you know, it depends on on, on which way you, you want to go with this podcast. We can't talk about wrestling as much as he did. Uh, but um, <laughs> it made, it made sense to throw a few wrestling lines in. And I'm like, yeah. So we're... So, so, so it's born I mean, from a love of wrestling and uh, getting some. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being abused by, uh, by, by the chapel residency. Yeah. Wow. Oh God, wasn't sm- <laughs> smiling down on you then, was he? Bloody hell! No. <laughs> Bloody hell! No, you, you're the you're the wrestling correspondent of the two oh, yeah. of us, aren't you? Yes. Have you ever seen any uh, clergy in the ring? On. <laughs> Not real life clergy, although I believe Devon Dudley was once. Um, he became Reverend Devon, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Reverend Devon. And, and, yeah. and Batista was originally Deacon, 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 Deacon Batista. Batista of the films, not right now. Yeah. You know, uh, then, and I guess Papa Shango was a kind of man of the cloth, wasn't he? If you believe uh, yeah, just a different type. Yeah. If <laughs> <laughs> you believe in voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> not we don't have them in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, to be fair, we, we probably do. It's just in like a secret cupboard or something. That would be mad, wouldn't it? Just some fucking medicine man or whatever come in. I've come <laughs> to read the last rites. And he's it's like, how co- I think I'll for that. It's how COVID's going to be cured. Brilliant. <laughs> 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 Someone dressed up as Papa Shango. Yeah. <laughs> but already he's all about wrestling. This is great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Crack open that big book of bullshit. Well, this is a, a pretty good segue because I'm asking Danny Barrett's question first. Oh, fantastic. I'm going to change it slightly, though. Um, uh, you've the, got to give him his proper title, haven't you? Oh, Danny Barrett, the Northwestern um, sensei of Sensimilia. Yeah. That's the good. sommelier of weed. Yes. Um, yeah, he wants it. to know who would win. He said Liverpool sit DIY punk band, but I'm changing it to Merseyside punk band, Royal yeah. Rumble. Right. Who do you reckon? In terms of so, in terms of like, sort of, I mean, I'm going to go f- towards the favorite, my favorite bands, Pete Bentham and the Dinner Ladies. I think like they've got the they've got a good gimmick, but Pete's only little, isn't he? So uh, yeah, I don't think he he'd be able to throw anyone over the top rope. No, I'm That's pretty it, sure yeah. Ray Mysterio is one of Royal Rumble ones. He has, and he came in at number two. I'm wondering. You need to put a mask on people, don't you? They need to. Uh, he's got. <laughs> you, can, you can fly into the room. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, oh, mate! Insult the snail. They've they've got a lot of wrestling, wrestling stuff, and and, and they're quite hench hench guys. But yeah, I think they're quite cocksure of themselves, to be honest. So, yeah. uh, right. so they yeah. could be like you know like when 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 Hogan <laughs> thought he was going to win in '92. Oh, that's it. Yeah, and then uh, and then Ric Flair. We could potentially be the Ric Flair. That's it. So we need someone to be the Sid Justice. I'm, and I'm then, thinking uh, down and out to <laughs> oh, be involved. Uh, I'm thinking McGill's a dark horse. Yeah, yeah. They, seem, they seem quite hard. Yeah, Piss Kitty. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon Esme would knock everyone out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I am going to be. I am going to be a bell end in sales though for the for the answer. Right. It's always going to be do it. <laughs> do it. What are you going to do, brother? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. We wouldn't win. Like like you'd expect someone to win. We'd so I, I think I think we'd sneak a win in. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like yeah. how Ric Flair did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like rolling under the bottom rope. Rolling under the bottom rope halfway through and then coming in right at the death. I reckon that's yeah, what we that's do. It, yeah. yeah, 100% cheat to win. Yeah. Fucking winning's winning, isn't it? Don't that's matter. it. That's all yeah. that matters. Not bothered. Yeah. Don't matter. Right. Yeah. So there you go, for us. <laughs> there you go, Danny. So when Crash Mats win the Greater Manchester one, we can have... Uh, we'll get together. And I'm yeah. All there, yeah. yeah. Finish it. The mega powers combined. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's... I think we're going to have another song. Uh, have, I think what's my personal favourite... Uh, Ian Brown is the resurrection. I got to do it again. No, no, fuck it. One, two, three, four. He's an anti boxer. He wears a fucking tie. And if you follow his Twitter, he sounds a fucking twat. He used to write a good tune and sing his songs all night. Now he's a conspiracy. Shipbuilding and ship repair has featured prominently in the local economy since the 19th century. Camel Laird entered receivership in 2001. The shipyard was sold and became Northwestern Ship Repairers and Shipbuilders, which grew into a successful business specialising in ship repair and conversion, including maintenance contracts for the Royal Fleet Auxiliary. In September 2011, NSNS acquired the rights to use the Camel Laird name. The company was renamed Camelhead Ship Repairers and Shipbuilders on the 17th of November 2008, seeing the famous name return to Birkenhead after a seven-year hiatus. That was Ian Brown, Is the Resurrection by Crapsons. It's got to be relatively new one, that one, just judging by the content. Yeah, that's it. It's um, given uh, everything that's going on in the world. Uh, and what it's kind of spawned, really, with the stuff you read on social media, there's lots of people with different views, isn't there? And whether you think they're right or wrong, that's fair enough. But I'll tell you what, Ian Brown sounds like a right spot lately. Uh, some of the stuff he's been coming out with. And yeah, I think uh, we just wanted... It, well, it, it was to really go in, obviously, to, to songs to make a brew to. We wanted those quick sort, those quick fire songs. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, that little tune came into my head. And uh, the rest is history. Just forward right about what... Um, all the nonsense he's been coming up with, and people certainly have been relating to it, haven't they? It's been going down really well. I've got a question for you two. Go on. Where is Ian Brown from? I'm just assuming Manchester. Oh, right. Yes. That is the answer I wanted from you because it doesn't make me look like a dickhead now. We played Manchester Punk Festival a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And it, um, it was the first time that we played that song in Manchester. I introduced the song saying this is about one of your fellow brethren, blah, 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 blah. Played the song. And afterwards, some, can I say the C word? Yeah, go for it. Some cunt in the crowd goes, he's from Warrington. (laughs) (laughs) 
and we all turned to each other and like in disbelief and like for the first time on stage i was i was speechless and i was a bit like fuck what do i do what do i say <laughs> they made us reintroduce it as well didn't they? he made us the guy <laughs> in the crowd made, made us reintroduce the song and play it again so we did <laughs> <laughs> so we played the song twice in a row uh, and i think we've kind of vowed never to play it again as well <laughs> because of that reason so yeah, but anybody listening who wanted to hear that song live, blame the guy in, in the crowd at Manchester Fun Festival because he went and ruined it for us. And after the set as well, we were having a little wander around and we thought, right, we actually went on Wikipedia and had a look. <laughs> and the best thing we saw was Ford Warrington. Like he's from Warrington. I'm convinced though, Wikipedia, you can edit Wikipedia. Yeah. And I reckon that guy knew we were going to do that and he went on and edited it himself. This isn't over. This is not over. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, he, he was born somewhere. That don't mean he's like. Raised there, uh, yeah. Graham Coxon from Blur apparently lived in the same suburb that I live in in Derby, and that's why he supports Derby County. Oh, he but he doesn't sound like he's from Derby. No, he doesn't. No. Mm. So yeah, Ian Brown, so, yeah. Matt Letizia is on it as well at the minute. He's on smoking oh, whatever hell, yeah. Ian's been smoking. He's uh... oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 so, like, yeah he's the yeah. If you ever get fed up with Ian Brown, we can sing it. Matt Letizia is the resurrection. Oh, there you go, yeah. yeah. I will say that he's from somewhere else that's not from. <laughs> it, it's very popularly known that he's born on one of the Channel Islands, wasn't it, Guernsey? Guernsey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, probably all the inbreeding that's made him a bit... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's fucking mad, isn't it? Like, even now, like, COVID's all but finished, and they're still fucking going on about it. It's like, yeah. I went, to, I, w- I went to see Whitmore on Friday night in Manchester. Oh, nice. As we were just about to get on the motorway, come, coming out of Liverpool, in the central reservation, there was just people with loads of placards and like saying 5G is the cause and et cetera, et cetera. I was like, just, I just shouted, get a job out the window and just drove, <laughs> just drove past, really. Still now, 5G. Still, yeah, I know. Fucking hell. Yeah. A bit behind the times, aren't they? Mm. Niall, I know. G- give us another big book, would you? I'm going to go with Dave Shackleford's question because this was promised to be answered. Don't make that face. Um, he wants to know, why did fish die? Um, so the chips have someone to sit next to. <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent. There you go. Thank you, lads. Dave, never ask that fucking question again. It's been done. <laughs> it's been answered. It's now filed in there. It's been asked. Yeah, it has. Yeah, officially, there you go. You can but sleep tonight now as well. Sleep with the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking craps on side today. Excellent. Let's let's talk about Crap Fest then. Yeah. Uh, for, for the uninitiated, Crap Fest is a festival that uh, Crapson's put on. How many are you done now? Is this first? Uh, this, this year's will be the third. Uh, fourth, technically, we did a we did a we did a virtual one, so we had to okay. obviously have to, have to cancel twenty twenties, but we did it virtually. So technically, the fourth, we, we had to cancel it because of five G. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Matt Letizia booked as well. <laughs> Spoken word, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. So, so that that just the thought of organising. A festival like that it's the august bank holiday sunday isn't it yeah yeah and the lineup is looking fairly stunking i must say 
I've got off the top of my head, Wonk Unit, Pete Bantham and the Dinner Ladies, Pete's Tramp, uh, Leech Breeders of Leech Bleeders who are from Dunedin. So that's how I know. Yeah, them. good guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of any more uh, top Chris, of my head. But Chris Kitty's on as well, Ticks Up. And um, we've got Society Losers doing like a stage as well. So yeah. Two Sick Monkeys. Yeah. Uh, who I saw on Friday night, Sport Whitmore. Who were absolutely boss. Uh, who else? Us, we're playing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah we're playing. Yeah. Can't forget that <laughs> because we're that because we are that stupid. We we put on a festival and we play as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. There's there's loads more off off the top of our heads. We can't we can't think. Uh, Peter Champ, did you say Peter Champ? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, uh, just Looking hope they've got a base player by then. Oh yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, I've seen they've been the, as a two piece at the moment, haven't they? Whereas, yeah, all yeah, various yeah, standings. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, it was an idea that came. It, it, originally, we released our first EP, "Deaths and Spell Mistakes," in 2018. 2018 was it? Yeah. Yes. And we wanted to do like a launch night, and I came up with the idea of calling like, like the launch night crap fest. But our mates in a band called Mr. Ted um, were bringing out something the exact same time, so we did like a joint a joint night as. As like a launch, so we didn't we didn't think it was that fair to call it Crap Fest. Uh, so we kind of held off on the name, and then in the summer we did the first Crap Fest, and it's just a uh, yeah, it's it's gone. Yeah, it's, good, it's, good, uh, it's good. It's good fun organising it as well. It's uh, obviously it's a lot of hard work, and our heads frazzled by the end of it. But it's it's great fun. It's a good little celebration of like the punk scene and the community, and uh, people from all over the country travel travels to. To attend it as well, which is really good, and in a selfish way as well, it's it's just a good excuse for us to play alongside bands that we love. Like we get to we get we get to book them to come to Liverpool, and we get to spend the day watching all the, all the bands that we've either enjoyed playing alongside or have wanted to play with. Yeah. So yeah, it's a and you find it's it fucking great, and it's, it's quite um, as, as as busy as it is and as hard work as it is. You find, we find ourselves quite relaxed and, and able to enjoy it as well because um, we kind of know the bands and all the bands that we do book are, are just great people as well who, who want the day to be a success. Everyone's just on board with you and kind of wants the same thing. So it feels like the day kind of takes care of itself as well. So we find ourselves able to have a little wander around and watch other bands. And obviously we are a little bit, you know, when it's before the doors, we're getting a bit, oh, getting a bit stressy. But as the day takes shape, it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's good fun. And it's gone from being, uh, so the, the, obviously the first year, it was just one stage. Um, obviously the second year was all virtual. The, the third year we added across three stages. So, so there was two music venues and like an open open courtyard inside inside one of, the, one of the venues, which had like acoustic artists on. So we've gone from like one stage to three stages and we'll, we, we are thinking of ways how to, how to progress and make it bigger and better and hopefully make it a make it a double double day maybe eventually become more than you become just a keep thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think going to Manchester Punk Festival the other week's been an eye-opener for us as well because of the way that they do it there it's just absolutely fantastic and like you know obviously you've got rebellion in 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 the summer in Blackpool and I think we kind of want to want to try and hopefully become the punk festival of Liverpool yeah. because there's unfortunately there's nothing like that the cases for that type of music. You, we, there's just been a festival on this weekend called Sound City, but they cater for popping in the balls, like, like, uh, yeah, yeah. 
no disregard to anybody that we know who's, who's just played because we do know a few, a few people. But basically, Sound City this year on their lineup poster, their tagline was often imitated, never. What was it? Oh, never equaled. Never equaled. And the second I saw that, I just thought, fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah. wow. So there you go. Fuck, fuck off, Sound City. So yeah, so we want to kind of become. Liverpool's the, the answer, one. really. But, yeah. but it's not a case of, like, often imitated, never equaled, because why go into it? Why why organise a festival with, with that attitude? Because, you know, that's, that's, yeah, not, not, that's not the way to be at all. It's not like people and, and that, to go to I one gig a year or anything, is it? You know, you can choose. <laughs> I think that shows the difference between, like, punk punk music and indie, because, you know, you know punk's a community. It's not. It's not just about the music, and you know you've got indie people, and it's a, it's a fucking competition between them all of who, who sounds the most fucking. Yeah, we, we found blur. well going back to what we were saying before about some of the previous bands we were in. Um, they're the um, that, that was like the uh, the difference we, we've noticed from being in Crapton to some of the previous bands. Are some of the previous bands and some of the gigs we did, you kind of show up and you play to like the people you've brought, and then that will go, and then yeah. the next band. That, and like you wouldn't really build up that networking with other bands and stuff like and stuff like that as well. Whereas we found since we've been there doing crapsons, like everyone like watches each other, everyone sticks around and everyone helps each other out. And we built up that networking and it's helped us get other gigs and yeah. bigger gigs. And we've been able to help other bands as well. Even some like some new bands, but we'd say no a member. And we've kind of gone, I'll oh, speak to this person, this person, this person. Like how it should be. Like we played in Derby last year in Maple and and we met Leech Bleeders that night and we thought they were fucking brilliant. And you know, we booked them and we played alongside um uh you've had them on the podcast before they hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and we're we're hopefully gonna book them at some point because they were fucking great and oh yeah. That's what it should be like. Yeah, I mean Dan from Before They're Hanged. Sorry, this ice is really cold on my face. Hang on. <laughs> Believe it or not, um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad. <laughs> Dan from uh, oh, this ice is too hot. <laughs> yeah, Dan from before they hanged. He um, set up that Facebook group, uh, UK Punk Gigs Community, and he's put. Oh, yeah. um, well, did he do that? Did he? Um, yeah, I'm in that. I was posting. Yeah, stuff and he's on that. put um, yeah. a fucking spreadsheet together with uh, venues, bands podcast blogs like a big fucking spreadsheet like a phone book for uk uk punk and fucking great yeah that's it's, it's amazing that that happens because you know all the bands who played at sound city this this weekend i bet they've not got anything like that no and that's it like can you even imagine a bunch of oasis wannabes mm. putting that sort of grafting that yeah, yeah, exactly. benefit yeah. them that benefits yeah yeah. Exactly. yeah and also going back to like how it is round here. I'm also, I'm, I mean, I'm probably going to shoot myself in the fucking foot here, but our BBC, in, our BBC introducing Merseyside caters for indie indie bands. You never hear a punk a punk band. Yeah, there's no way where Or even a metal band or, you know, anything with a bit of fucking grrr. Like, <laughs> ever, ever play on that show. I mean, we've been lucky enough... We've been lucky enough to play to have been played on BBC Merseyside, but it wasn't the it, it wasn't the, was it? It wasn't the introduced show. It, it was some it was somebody else. It's just like an, an alternative music show, yeah. Right. Like, it's just a sad a sad state of events. 
Yeah, but we we've got it. They haven't. So mm. um, that's it. Wouldn't want it. Wouldn't want it anywhere. Anywhere else? To be honest, yeah. No, no. Right. I think we better have another song. Let's <laughs> let's go with Park People. Junctions 1 and 3 of the M53 motorway allow access to the National Motorway Network. The A41 Trunk Road connects Woodside with Marble Arch in London. Two road tunnels, the Queensway Road Tunnel from Birkenhead and the Kingsway Road Tunnel from Wallasey, run underneath the River Mersey and connect the town to Liverpool. Right, park people there. Uh, <laughs> from, from crap sons uh tell us about it so yeah it's a personal for me personally it's a personal favorite that's probably my favorite one on uh on the album that one i uh i think that, that that's a brilliant one and that's the one that's been getting the the radio play but it's more it's a it's a rant about park people really isn't it <laughs> you know what yeah it's exactly what it says on the tin i i went to the park one day and saw saw a load of a load of a lot of bellends that did me head in and I thought I fucking hate park people and I was like oh, I'm going to go and write a song about that, that I mean that's that's how we write songs like, that annoys us. <laughs> like when you're walking down the street and you, and you see like like some fucking some idiot fucking getting out of a car dragging the kids out and screaming at them it's like right, I'm going to write a song about that like, like the area around ours like, so, so the Wirral so if you're looking at a map where, where where Liverpool is, it's like just to the left of, over, over, over the River Mersey. It, it, it kind of looks like a tooth, the Wirral, the oblong of dreams, as, as, as a half, <laughs> half an biscuit song says. Um, it's basically split down the middle with with a with a motorway, and we're on the we're on the rough side, and on the other side you've got you've got all, all your mansions and. Yeah, and there's like Haswell Caldy, that's where like footballers. Rafa Benitez lives there. Uh, right. And th- this is, I'm assuming, where they return Tory MPs. Which <laughs> pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where they go. Much of this factor plot. Always fucking blows my mind that obviously Liverpool's Liverpool and, and all round there's all round there, but then you've got that one fucking blue square uh on, on the election night, and it's always always there's always, always yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, that side of that side of the wheel, you tend to find that you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Tory voters. Where where the where, where on the working class side, you've got like a bit. I mean, obviously, you're going to talk about it on the podcast with all, all your little snippets of what Birkenhead's like, but um, <laughs> there's a there's a ship building company in in Birkenhead that was obviously massive in like in like the early 1900s and all that was all that brought all like the working class. Yeah, where um, currently where we're sat now in Andy's house, we're like two roads away from 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 Tramway Rovers Football Club. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always see a lot of a lot of, a lot of shit that goes around there, and like, and you know it makes it makes a good sound to be honest. Any anywhere decent to play in Birkenhead, like, or do you just farm it out to Liverpool? We have never played in Birkenhead. Wow, never. That's it. It's Liverpool. Yeah, we tend to go to uh, to Liverpool, don't we? That seems to be where uh, just isn't really much much going on, is there? But yeah, there's there's a uh, few yards opened up now, which is a really good venue. I don't know if it's really catered to much punk, but it's good that there's a venue like that. We seem to get some bigger artists in, and it seems to be uh, going quite well. There is a there is a venue in Birkenhead. It's called the Swinging Arm. Um, and they usually do like punk nights on a on a, on a Sunday, so it's like kind of like a matinee show because they're they're basically just a pub, and there's got a lot a lot of houses around, and they need to be finished by nine o'clock. And um, but enough, I think the, the the main reason we've not played in in Birkenhead is because we we've got Liverpool on the doorstep. Yeah. Literally, we we can get on a train and we can be in Liverpool in ten minutes, like. Um, and there's, there's just a lot more going on in Liverpool. We will play Birkenhead eventually. Um, when the time is right. When the time is right, absolutely. And it's got to be on the on on the uh, on the on the centre circle of of of, of Tramway Rovers football ground. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm not otherwise, doing it's, otherwise no no deal. <laughs> <laughs> supporting su- supporting status quo. <laughs> Are you uh, Rovers fans then? Yeah, you are. You are mostly. I, I say I support them, but I've not been to a, a game since since the night of dislocated me knee. Strangely enough, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm sad enough to go up and down the country, home and away. I've even declined gigs because I'm at some away game at the arse end of the country. So, oh yeah, we've been offered we've been offered great gigs, and he's like, oh sorry, I'm going to Plymouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got relegated to Plymouth actually a few years ago. Yeah. Bad memories, but yeah. I'm always up and down the country every week watching from you. Wow. That is number one. What, what, is, a, uh, what a ground like, for a non-league team, though. What's it? Well, we were non-league. We're yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. league now. <laughs> just just, yeah, just when, when you've got yeah, fucking, like you say, like some pissant fucking dog and duck FC or whatever playing there. Yeah. Like, that's weird. That's it. It was. It was strange. I remember once we played Gateshead. Uh, it was on a Tuesday night when we were in the conference, and Gateshead bought thirteen fans. And the most annoying thing is they won one. Kind of like crashing. Are those thirteen people? Nah, probably, I'm lying. It's at least fourteen. <laughs> Wowzers! Niall, give him a question. Give the lads a oh, question. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Mac Melby wants to know who's Operation New Tree going to get next. Chris Tarrant. Ooh. 
That's a shame. Why hasn't he been done already? He, he's, he's just a smarmy fucking... Yeah, he's horrible, isn't he? Like, he's a drummer as well. Is he, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to when, be. Um, didn't uh, Cliff Richard get questioned, but obviously then he was found... In no, somewhere. I leave him alone. I, I, I saw that and thought, I don't believe you. <laughs> I think he's all right. <laughs> Look, he lives in the Portuguese mountains with his friend, who's 20 years younger than him. Let's just let him get on with it. Come on. <laughs> Bless him. Come on, Cliff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I... I uh, um, Noel Edmonds would be mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why hasn't he been done with his, uh, with his two called, pet bricks in his, in his back pocket? I called Rolf Harris two years before they got him. Did you? Fair news. Yeah. You should have put a bet on <laughs> It still it still saddens me a little bit. That one loved Animal House, but when I was a kid, I, it's got a Belton theme tune. Yeah, it's got a good theme. We always we always come we always come on stage to to either like a like a really obscure nineteen thirties like wartime song or an an eighties or nineties TV theme. And I've always wanted to come on to the theme tune to Animal Hospital, but I, I can't bring myself to do it just in case like it all goes tits up. Okay, I reckon should go for it. Was it fucking yeah? Don't let his nonsery ruin your love of animal welfare. No, okay, yeah. Um, Fuck you, Rolf. I'm having that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a motivational quote. That yeah, get it framed. Picture of some mountains or something. Um, right, we should probably start chatting about the last song that's going to play us out. But are there any notable gigs coming up? that people need to know about for yourselves? Not for the next couple of months, and that's because uh, Muggins here is uh, about to become a dad. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, I've just become a dad for the second time. Congratulations. So Thank you. I've got a two-month-old at home. Um, that's, why, that's why I've come here tonight. It's been a bit of a strange year for us this year. Obviously, it's kind of... There's going to be quiet spells and, and, and stuff like that, isn't there? So there's been times where we've had a, had a couple of months off. So at the moment, there won't be uh, anything for a few months, but we'll be coming back in August, August, I think, yeah, uh, to play in London. And then the week after, that's Crapfest. So London and Crapfest will be our returning gigs. And then, uh, and then yeah, we're just going to start piecing some more together for, for the end of the year. Yeah, we might try and do like maybe like one weekend for each month maybe and just try and cram in as much as we can we'll, uh, we'll get up and down the country and yeah, yeah we'll hopefully be down your end and we'll, uh, yeah I'm, we'll I'm potentially starting to book gigs now so we'll sort yeah, it so we'll, yeah I had, I had about 18 months two years completely out when um, when I became a dad for the second time I packed yeah. in for a bit yeah we yeah. Um, I so my little lad was born on on the second of March, and then we played Nottingham for like three weeks later, and that was it was only because we supported half and half biscuits in Rock City. We couldn't we couldn't not 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 say say no to that one. Uh, we shouldn't have done it really, in all honesty, because the wife was going nuts. But uh, it, it was, it was like, a fucking good gig. <laughs> it was about two years ago. Three years maybe in the making. That gig wasn't it? Kept getting cancelled because of COVID and rearranged. So, uh... you, you you know, as as nuts as your missus was probably going, you don't want to look back in twenty years and go, "Fuck, 
I could have played with half man, half biscuit. Rock City yeah. as well, yeah. Sold out that, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was it was immense. Yeah, it was superb. Absolutely superb. For for for, for three lads who who are used to playing in small rooms. Yeah. Sometimes in front of your mates, sometimes in front of just the bands that you that you're playing alongside. It was it was a good feeling. It really was. It was it it made it made the last four years seem 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 worth it, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we've always been on shore as well, being the support act. How many people will be there watching watching us as well? We, we trusted there will be some there, but we were waiting at the side of the stage, and we and we told the sound tech we wanted to come on stage to Pennsylvania Six Five Thousand by Glenn Miller. So we said, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> so we basically said, we'll be there at the side of the stage. You start playing it, and that's our cue to go on. And we were just there waiting, and he hadn't played it, and had gone past the time we were due on. He was like, has he forgotten about us again? And we said to Pete, um, the guitarist, said, just, just, just peek your head around, just, just give a thumbs up, just say we're ready. And he did. He just went, just gave a thumbs up, came down, and he just went, whoa, there's a lot of people there. And suddenly we went, oh, my God. We just suddenly got, like, so nervous, like, oh, God, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have been better just striding out there and not... Yeah, yeah. just walking out yeah, and yeah. getting on with it. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was ace. It really was. really was good. Fucking awesome. Awesome. Right, the song that's going to finish this uh is gonna be most intriguing title of the lot probably and that's going some uh who'll babysit the goths tell you tell me <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is the unanswered question that should be a question on the uh the big book, the big book of all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah goths then don't see so many these days do you it's sad really isn't it when mm. we were when we were young like especially in school like there was always that there was always the token goth, like a school picture, and everyone everyone's wearing Lacoste tracksuits, and then there's, there's one just in pure, okay. pure <laughs> long black hair and a trench coat. I find it impressive when they uh, they stick with it even throughout the summer as well. Fair play. Oh <laughs> yeah, I reckon they've got I reckon they've got some sort of like kind of like cooling device. A cooling <laughs> device. <laughs> got it. Surely. Like, if not, we, that that's, that's, that should be a good dragon's end. A cooling device for goths. You never see a goth in a in a bikini or or a or a, or a, or a swimming or some swimming trunks, do you? No, and you never see them driving either. No, no, you don't. Like, they're yeah. always on the bus. Yeah, have you noticed that they're always on the bus? Why don't goths drive? That's <laughs> them fucking boots, them new rocks, isn't it? You can't. I reckon, can't that, I reckon I'd make a dead good TV show that. Just a, load of, just a load of goths learning how to drive. We'll see which instructor gets angry the most. Yeah. Yeah. Reverse, reverse, will you? Oh, here's friend. the pitch then. Yeah, so it's called Goth Driving School, yeah? Goth Driving School. There you school. go, Goth Driving School. And us, all, four, us four host like it. And yeah. like and on the us way around, yeah. Us four host it for, you know, doing different bits of narration. Perhaps we can get a celebrity driving instructor, a goth who can drive, perhaps Robert Smith or someone. I don't know if he can drive. Ian Brown, uh, we can get Ian Brown or Matt Otisier to teach the cops how to drive. There you go, yeah. that in Dragon's Den. That's that's done. It's, it's such an Alan Partridge thing, this isn't it? Matt <laughs> presents Goss learning how to drive. <laughs> Idea for a TV show. <laughs> it's got a distinct Channel Five feel to it, though, hasn't it? Oh, 100 percent Channel Five. We're not getting any lower than Channel Five. <laughs> no, between police yeah. interceptors and Border Force New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> great shows. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, lads, we'll have a listen to Who'll Babysit the Goths and we'll say bye-bye and uh, hopefully see you at Crapfest in August.
Yeah, come on down. We'll, we'll have you. We'll have you all on. Yeah, that'll be great. Notable people from Birkenhead include Glenda Jackson, Taryn Egerton, Freddie Marks from Rod, Jane and Freddie, the indie band Half Man, Half Biscuit, Paul Heaton, lead singer of the House Martins and the Beautiful South, and Elvis Costello moved to Birkenhead in 1971 with his mother, who was from Liverpool, although Elvis Costello's father was himself from Birkenhead.
Nice. Crap sons. Good lads. Great lads. Elite Very... pair of Birkenhead lads. Yes. Not Liverpool, as was wrongly insinuated at the top of the show. That was very ignorant of me, and I feel really bad now. I probably could and should have warned you. I just wanted to see how you'd handle it. Not very well, it emerged. But there you go. Your song choice. Yes. You don't know it, do you? I've kept this deliberate in the dark. I've followed the assignment and gone for a song for International Workers' Day as well. And this is the Dropkick Murphys with the opening track of their 2003 album, Blackout, and it's called The Worker's Song.
Jockey Murphy's plastic paddies and extraordinaires with their song about being a worker. Let's be honest, none of them have done a jot of work for about 20 years. Um, but still, the sentiment's there. Um, did you manage to check out that Coxbarrow record that you were assigned? Yeah, I listened to it yesterday. Any thoughts? Oh, Not just really. for people who don't know, um, on the last episode, uh, me and Leo from The Overjoyed were trying to convince Niall that the Coxbarrow album, Shock Troops, is quite good. It's all right. Better than you thought? Yeah, yeah, UK eighty two and all that nonsense isn't really my bag. But I know I didn't like to turn off and disgust. I didn't skip any songs. I thought I can see why people like get a bit teary eyed over it. I like the Colonel Bogey at the end. That was fun. Yeah. Did you like working all day for me, mate, on the side, running around like a blue ass fly? I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say. I'd particularly had any venom towards it but yeah i can see why people like it there are no peter and the test tube babies though are there no thank god you don't need any more of them fucking hell supported them once did you fucking, yeah oh. the old bell in derby he is an old bell anyway <laughs> uh it's one of those weeks where Niall gets two choices back-to-back, but his regular slot of Nihilism's New Noise, which we're struggling to define. Is it a new song, or is it just new to you? Yes. Fine. Uh, Nihilism's new artists. New... It's new artists. New artists. Okay. So bands like, uh, I don't know, just off the top of my head, Street Dogs, for example, wouldn't be a new noise, because I'm no. pretty sure between them, Sweary John and Involskin Brian have probably got a fair few copies of their records, possibly even Mark Dotron. I don't know. Why those? Why those uh, good listeners specifically? Because they they have vast collections of uh, of music. I think Involsky and Brian Swery John have probably got the biggest physical collections, but Mark's Mark's is all up in his noggin. Yeah, I saw Street Dogs a few years ago. My Catalan mates were over, and we went up to Manchester and stayed at Cheeky Arsie's house. Uh, but on the, the way back, there was a massive crash on the motorway, and they uh, missed their flight home. Ooh. Good times. And when we were there, there's some like Scandinavian guy, like Danish or something, and I thought he looked quite familiar. And then he he was dressed exactly like the bloke from MythBusters with the glasses and the beret and the moustache. Could have been him. Nah, he's candy. Uh, give them the new noise. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out first, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Our pal uh, from Be Fair, uh, Dickie the Third, has sadly got a bout of the COVID. I see, uh, I didn't know that. He's not been feeling very clever at all. So get well soon, mate. Young Richard, get well soon. Don't fuck Lord. about. Yeah, we've got shit to organise for September. Um, you want me new noise, don't you? you yes, please. Out. My new noise today is by a band called Party Boss, and the track is called Stay Colder. Right, Party Boss, uh, Staying Colder is coming up. Uh, Next episode, we've got, um, it's going to get a bit sporadic up in here uh, for this uh, Series 8, yeah, you know, gigs and that. Uh, So our next episode will be in a couple of weeks. And we're going to Northern Ireland to have a chat with 
no matter. So there we are. are. So that'll catch be good. Yourself on. I will. I'll be catching myself on like a bastard. Uh, here's um, party boss. Look after each other. See you in a couple of weeks, motherfuckers. Have fun. Bye bye.